This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. everybody. It's Nick Layton. I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today, and we got so many great questions from you guys in the wilderness that we have a bonus episode. So here is our first question. Is it rude to slide into someone's DMs? I just wrote, depends on what you're saying. (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, first, let us explain what sliding into someone's DMs means. Do you have a definition? You know one of the things I like about you? What? I mean, one of the many things. Yes, let's list them. (laughs) I, I honestly, I couldn't list them all. I'd have to write them out in order. Okay. It would take forever. But Yes, that's so true. I feel you're so good at being like, let's get the, what are the facts of this? Yeah, let's break it down. Yes, break yeah. it down from the top in order. I think it's such a wonderful, yeah. amazing skill set. Well, we want to help people who may not know what sliding into DMs is, because otherwise they'll be lost. So the idea is a DM is direct message. And so direct messages happen typically on a social media platform, like your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebook. And we have like our public profiles that you can comment on. But then, you know, these profiles, you have a way where you can do a little one-on-one messaging. And that's a direct message. And so when we talk about sliding into someone's DMs, usually it's a little flirty, a little intimate. Yeah, it has a connotation. You want to take that uh, relationship to the next level. Yes. Leah's looking at me. No, I I thought you were going to say something else. (laughs) So I guess the question is, is it rude to do it? No, no, it's not rude. It's no more rude than walking up to somebody at a bar and saying hello. But then what you say from there, that's where things can go off the rails. Yeah. So, though, do you have any guidelines for people? So we're, we're answering this as if it's for sure romantic, correct? I mean, I don't know when you slide into someone's DMs and it's not romantic. Okay, so I think... Don't Although, slide oh, in- oh, but before we get there, I guess there are times when you would slide into someone's DMs professionally... Right. You might do that, right? I don't think there's like a third category. No, I like think Like you that's don't slide it. into someone's DMs who's like a friend of yours. And then I don't know why you would slide into someone's DMs if you're just like an acquaintance. Yeah, no, I think those are the two reasons. But yes, I think this question writer wants to know about the romantic type of sliding. I think that the main thing is, A, what you say, and B, is this person's profile making it Like, don't slide into a DM when it's clear they have no interest in a DM slide. Okay, how do we know that? I've had people slide into my DMs Mm -hmm. who've seen me at comedy shows, which A, 
I'm always complimented. I'm really, if you don't <laughs> say anything foul, I'm complimented. Okay. I appreciate it. The I absence under- of negative <laughs> words is a compliment. Yeah, okay. or foul. You know what I mean? Like some people sure. are gross and you're like, what? Right. Don't okay. be gross. But someone will say, oh, I saw your comedy show. And, you know, I very clearly state that I'm in a relationship and I'm happy. Mm. So it's like I'm not appropriate to slide into my DMs. I see. You know, and that's some, the motivation. Yeah. Okay. If somebody's posting pictures predominantly of like their wedding and they're a happy <laughs> couple. Don't okay. don't slide into that DM for that reason. Yeah. OK, uh, that's true. Maybe look for some clues. Yeah. Yeah. Look, maybe a little uh Aware. Right. Okay. I would say that's fair. Yeah. And I guess if you don't get a response from your DM slide, I would take that as a hint. Yes. Like, I don't think we pursue it further. I love when people post. It's usually a lot of my female friends will post DM slides they get that they haven't responded to. And people just keep coming at them and they just get (laughs) madder and madder. (laughs) Just post the whole thing. You're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's not just because you've slid in the DM doesn't mean they have to respond. Yeah. Yeah. The floodgates aren't open. And I think if you do get a response, that is also not your opportunity to then unleash the hounds. That's not full license to get inappropriate. I totally agree. But I do think, yeah. you know, you want to throw out a, a little hello. What's up? Give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a shot. Now, somebody mentioned that you got to stick with one platform. So if you slide into somebody's DMs on Instagram, you should not also slide into their DMs on Twitter. Yeah. Like y- you can't you can't multi-platform your DM sliding. No. Nope. So if you're going to do it, pick the one you think is going to have the best success rate for you. Yes. And then another person was saying that if you see someone on Tinder and they don't swipe right on you, do not use that as a reason to slide into their DMs. Oh, yeah. No. Like they didn't miss your profile on Tinder. <laughs> so... Don't like use their Instagram profile that was linked to be like, oh, I don't know if you saw my profile. Like, hey, what's up? Like, don't do that. Yeah. Apparently that is a that's a no. But other than that, I think uh, fortune favors the bold. And as long as you are as respectful as you would be in real life, if you saw this person, then I think this is fine. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So our next question is at a restaurant when the price of an item on the menu is listed as market price. Is it rude to ask the waiter to clarify the cost? Similarly, if the waiter tells you the specials but doesn't give a price, is it rude to ask? Nick, please answer this question because I thought (laughs) the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, it is not rude at all. Yeah, go ahead and ask. So usually market price, that would almost always, I think, refer to fish. Yeah. I'm trying to think like when I've seen a menu where it wasn't a fish thing that was market price. And sometimes it'll be written on the menu as MP. And so that's what that means. And basically, there are some items like fish uh, that the price varies based on the day and it varies based on the weight of the cut. And so you just have to ask, you know, what they have, because the price also might change throughout the evening, depending on what parts of the fish are left. So, yeah, just ask. And it's not rude. And I think what's rude is how you respond. So if they're like, oh, yes, the fresh caught sole is forty nine ninety five. And you're like, what? Is it panko crusted or diamond crusted? <laughs> like, no. Don't make a big scene about the price. You know, like don't feign shock or like, oh, no. Just like accept the information neutrally uh, and then you can make a decision. But uh, I think it's totally fine to ask. Great. Yeah. Now, I think if you are dining with somebody and you know they're paying, so like this is a, a, a work thing or this is a date, I think you probably wouldn't ask because you probably shouldn't order that item, right? Like if you're on a date... 
the market price fish entree is not going to be on the cheaper side. Like it's definitely going to be on the high end of all the entree options. And it'll definitely be noted by your host that you ordered the market price something if they did not. Yeah, no, I never order from the specials or the market price items if somebody else is paying. I mean, I think it's fine to order from the specials if the, the price of the specials are sort of in the world of everything else. Right. No, I mean, if it's announced in a way where I'm like, oh, that could be. Yeah. Like if there's a, a supplement or there's like truffle shavings, like d- you probably should maybe not do that. Yeah. They're like, so. this fish has gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you like it with gold leaf or platinum? <laughs> um, our next question is, quote, I work in an office with a kitchenette and coworkers seem constitutionally incapable of washing their own dishes. Would it be too aggressive to place dirty dishes on the offending coworkers' desks? Leah, would it be too aggressive? Hey, I would watch that as a sketch. I would like to say that I enjoy it emotionally. Yeah. Because people that are in a group space and don't wash their own dishes, mind boggles me. I I just... Very common. Who's going to clean up after them? I just... So I get the want to do that. Yes. This would feel very satisfying. I do think... It's maybe not appropriate for the response. I mean, it's aggressive. It is aggressive. It's aggressive. And I would go so far as to say it's too aggressive. Yeah, it just seems not, uh, it doesn't seem the, the appropriate way to handle it. Not that I wouldn't enjoy it as a, a person viewing the situation, but it doesn't right. seem. So how would you handle it? Do you have thoughts? I think you could put a sign up that says, please wash your dishes. We could definitely do the sign thing. Yes. I mean, Chances are this office already has the sign, which is like, your mom doesn't work here. Please wash your own dishes. I mean, if there's already a sign and people aren't washing their dishes. Well, here's the thing. Everyone knows that you're supposed to wash your own dishes in an office. This is not some secret. This is not like something that people don't know. So people are just sort of choosing not to do it or being absent-minded about it. Like having the sign, I don't know, is really moving the needle. Because this is a major problem in offices all over. Like... Most of Rodney's works in an office that has a dish problem. Like, this is universal. And so not all the signs in the world are really going to fix this. I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. So this is between sign and putting on their desk. Okay. Say Chad was eating some oatmeal Mm. in the kitchen area that he just got out of the microwave. And then he leaves the bowl and walks off. Oh, Chad. And you think Chad is uh, getting some bad karma points. But Chad's going to leave it. And you're about to lose your mind because Chad always leaves it. What about putting a note on the bowl that says, uh, save for Chad and put it to the side? Uh, so you're not putting it on Chad's desk, but next time Chad's back, he's going to see that and be like, oh, I, I guess I got to watch this. Save for Chad. Chad's bowl. I like that. But I mean, it's, it's also it's an aggressive move. It's aggressive, but it's, <laughs> it's not aggressive. as aggressive because the only other option, if the sign's not working, is to let it. And we're not and you can't go over to somebody's desk and be like. What's up with your dishes? Well, can we say something to Chad? Uh, Which is not what's up with your dishes? I guess we could. I don't know. So I was doing some brainstorming and I had some ideas. One was let's put out a dish rack because I think very often there's not a dish rack. So I think if there's a dish rack, that encourages people. Yes. So that's an idea. And then another idea is let's appeal to the powers that be. Like, is there a boss? Is there an HR department? You know, let's send uh, one of those mass emails about how we're all supposed to behave, which, you know, sometimes helps. I love that idea. Get a dish rack and be like, hey, can you guys send an email that there's a dish rack and people should do their dishes? Somebody online was saying that there should just be a policy that dishes are thrown away at the end of the day. (laughs) They're dirty. 
Just throw it away. That seems. Got a dirty dish in the sink at five o'clock? Toss it. Oh, yeah. it's oh, oh, if there's somebody's personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if there's somebody's personal, I think that's fair. Yeah. So that's an idea. I mean, but I mean obviously wasteful. we shouldn't just be throwing away dishes that if it's like communal dishes that get washed. Oh, no. If it's washed, we're happy to put that way in the cupboard. No, no, no I mean, it's, like, it's say a dirty the dish. company provides plates for people. I don't think the company should just be throwing a, to make a point. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think you'd really be making a point if I'm throwing away yeah, the company's dishes. Yeah, the stuff dishes. that I own. It would have to be <laughs> right. a, somebody's like personal favorite mug. Right. And then I was thinking, well, what if we use positive reinforcement? So what if we had a jar and for every day that all the dishes were done, we put a dollar in the jar. And then at the end of the month, there's a pizza party if if we all like do it every day. But if someone leaves a dish out, then the, the money gets donated to charity. I mean, wouldn't we want the money to go to charity anyway? Well, but a pizza party. I mean, <laughs> I know, but I think the money should do have something else happen instead of go to something good. Oh, so we need to have it to like go something bad. Yeah. Okay. So we want to. The money gets goes take to re- food <laughs> away from orphans. Yeah. The money goes to replacing whoever the person who leaves their dish out, hiring a new person for that <laughs> position. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, all right, let's put it on the whiteboard. I really love these ideas. These are all great ideas. Yeah. And then I guess it is conceivable that somebody leaves dishes in the sink and doesn't realize that there actually isn't anybody who doesn't do the dishes. There isn't a custodian at the end of the day who like does everybody's dishes. I guess it is possible that maybe they just don't know. But I think that that email from HR, whoever. Yeah, that should remind them. Yeah, that's true. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do a Leah Bonima, give someone the benefit they doubt. But yeah, this is a a very common office problem, which has no great solution, unfortunately. As far as you said about can you say something to somebody, this is where I would do something with humor, but it's also not within the road that we have been working towards of being direct and... Well, I think you can be direct and funny. Yeah, but I mean, you'd be like, oh my God, you just never... Wash your dishes. Do you think okay. somebody's watching them? No, that's not. And gonna... then you just say it really like ah, but that is not appropriate. No, that's not what we want. No. Our next question <laughs> is: I think I exhausted. really love your ideas. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know how helpful they are. I don't think I like pizza party. I'm going to stick with pizza party. I do. I think that's great. I also think that if you know it's talked about that much, an email goes out, we're putting a dollar in every time. If somebody doesn't get it at that point, then you can break the plate over their head. Okay. Yeah, I guess at that point, then you have permission to leave the dirty dishes on their desk. Yeah, it's too far. Okay. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. (laughs) Because as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge (laughs) to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident Mm -hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 
now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. Our next question is, quote, Over the past couple months, I sent two very generous gifts to family members. One was a gift card for a wedding that was delivered over email, so should have been received instantaneously. The other was a gift basket for my aunt's birthday, which email notification said was delivered two days ago. There's been no acknowledgement from either one. I even texted my aunt today, because it's her actual birthday, to wish her a happy birthday and mention we sent something in the mail and hope she likes it. She said, thanks for the birthday wishes, but no mention of the gift. So the question is, is there a polite way to check and make sure that these gifts were actually received? I know via email that they were, but should I just embrace the fact that they're gifts that I'm giving them for their benefit and not so that I can receive gratitude? What should I do? I think these are two different things. There's two slightly different things happening here. Yeah. You needing, wanting to know if something has arrived. That's fair. I think is, you're absolutely fair and people should be able to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for the first question, like, oh, how do we acknowledge that like this thing has arrived, especially when it's email? I think we pretend that it went to their spam folder and we ask like, oh, hey, I sent you this gift card. Would you check your spam folder in case it ended up there? I think that's like a nice way to ask like, oh, did you get this thing, which you clearly did and forgot to thank me for. But I'm giving you a way to save face. Yeah. I I mean, I've had people ask me. And I'm glad they did because I didn't get it. Okay. Or that is also a possibility. That I didn't it was not received. see it. I thought it was, you know, I recently had a friend ask me if I got something in the mail because, and she said, it says it was delivered and I hadn't gotten it. Oh, okay. So I think you can just straight up ask, hey, I just want to make sure you got this. Right. So she did that with the aunt and the aunt ignored it and didn't then acknowledge the gift. Well, I would follow up with a text that said, can you let me know if you got it? If it was received. Uh, I worry about the mail. Okay. I mean, in this birthday text for the aunt's birthday, we did mention the gift in the text, but we actually did not ask point blank, did you receive it? Yeah, I would ask point blank. I think you have okay. every right to ask that. Yes. However, if I receive a text and you reference a gift and then there's no further conversation about this reference to a gift, I mean, come on. Like the aunt, the aunt knows a gift is involved here. Well, I think that I was saying thank you for the birthday wishes. I would still follow up and ask point blank. Yeah, I guess you could. could you could just be like, okay, uh, great. Hope you have a great birthday. Let me know when you get the gift. Okay, yeah, you could end it that way. Yeah. Although she got the gift. She received the gift. The gift was received. I'd like to believe that she didn't or she didn't read the question appropriately. Okay, she read the text message too fast. Yeah, I'm going to okay. give everybody one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise, what do you do? You know, you just be mad about it. Yeah. Or not, yeah. not know. Right. 
Because mail is a little, you know, sometimes people don't get things or someone's neighbor picks it up. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I mean, theft happens. I get it. I guess it's just with the aunt question. I'm bothered that I mentioned that I sent you a gift in this text message and you were like, thanks for the birthday wishes. And you don't acknowledge the fact that I mentioned a specific gift in my message. That's why I think you should give her one chance. Say, please let me know. Please let me know when it arrives. Okay. And then then you've given her a second chance to be like, oh, it just showed up three days ago. Or, oh, I got it. Thank you so much. And then if she behaves in the same way again. Well, then that's weird. Then maybe we will not be sending gifts anymore. Yeah. Or your gift was incredibly inappropriate. Which I don't think is what it was. Probably not. No. So our next question is, quote, I live in a gated community. My gate opens with a remote control in my car. Visitors can stop at the gate and either punch in a code or call a resident to buzz them in. When I'm approaching the gate and I see a car stopped, either punching in the code or calling resident, am I rude to use my remote to open the gate and let myself in first? Should I wait for the other car? Sometimes it is unclear if my remote has opened the gate or they have opened it with the code or the resident has buzzed them in. I usually will go first, but the gate always stays open behind me and so the person can still drive in. Also, there is an entrance to my development that visitors must go through first before making it to this particular gate. So I have no fear of letting in dangerous or nefarious visitors who follow me in. Oh, okay. So I'm a little unclear in the exact geography here of what's happening, like how much room and how many lanes there are. Me too. Because it sounds like I can pull around the other car and go through the gate. Yeah. So there's enough room for me to like drive around this person. And it's a second gate. And it's a second gate. Yeah, this is a very fancy, highly secure, multiple layers of security development. I, you know, I'm a wait in liner. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> I really am. I, um, you know, unless you're in a rush, you know, it's what's it going to be? 30 seconds? Yeah, hopefully not that long. Although 30 seconds, if you just sit for 30 seconds doing nothing, that does feel like a very long time. It does feel like a very long time. But if you feel like you're being rude or it's come up enough that you have to ask, then wait the 30 seconds. I think the way I would think about this is if I end up at the same barbecue as this other car and then we both drive up together and then we both park and then we see each other and then we're going to the same party... What would I have wanted to do to make that less awkward? I think that's perfect. So like whatever that would be, that's what I would do. So if you feel like just letting them go first is like the more polite thing and less awkward, I would do that. If somehow there's like enough space for everybody and it doesn't feel like aggressive to drive around them, then I guess that's fine. But whatever would be that would make a barbecue meeting fine. The barbecue test. We're going to call it the barbecue test. I love test. the barbecue test. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's how, I, that's how I roll with that. Yeah. Perfect. Our next question is, what is the etiquette on using gifts or gift cards prior to a wedding? Should you wait until after the ceremony? Nick, why don't you share your feelings on this one? Oh, I want you to start because I want to see how you would use logic or like the correct answer to arrive at something here. Like, do you not know? Are you conflicted? Do you feel like there could be two answers to this? <laughs> Last time I didn't think there was a conflict. <laughs> That's true. You're full of surprises. Yeah. But like, uh, you're going to get married. I've sent you a gift card. Are you going to wait until after the, the ceremony to cash it in and use it? I mean, the person doesn't know, what is, doesn't even know. Well, that's why they're asking us. That's what we're here for. No, I'm saying the person who sent you the gift card, they don't get an alert when you use it. True. Oh, so you say... It's fine to use it because no one will know. No, I'm saying, why would it matter to the person who gave it to you? Well, 
I think the flip side of this question is, are we allowed to use gifts for an occasion that has not yet happened? So it's like, this is for a wedding, but the wedding hasn't actually happened yet. So therefore these gifts are not activated yet. As a person who waits in line behind people where I can just use a clicker, I would never open a gift before the day that it was for. Really? Okay. So you're going to have the Christmas Day rules apply for all occasions. Oh, I enforce it with people that live with me, and it has been very (laughs) difficult to enforce, and I have rained it down upon. Not even uh, one gift for Christmas Eve? No. One gift, Christmas Eve. Okay, so you will allow the one gift Christmas Eve exception. Nobody gets a birthday present early. Okay, okay. They are for that occasion. I can see if you are following Christmas rules where the gift that is being given is for a certain day, and so you can only open that gift on that day. If you extrapolate that to weddings, I can see how you've arrived at that. Right. And how in your head that makes sense. I follow Christmas rules across the board all occasions. (laughs) 365. (laughs) Right. I think the problem is, though, the thank you notes you write for a Christmas gift. As a society, we've agreed that you send those after Christmas. But a thank you note for a wedding gift, as a society, we have not agreed that those are sent after the wedding. Those are sent as soon as you receive the gift. Right. I also... You know, a lot of my close friends whose weddings I've been to were from a, you know, were from a small town. Uh, They've been in people's backyards or in the woods and people genuinely brought the presents to the wedding. And there was a gift table. Right. And then people opened the gifts that night. Right. And the gift was lumber. Which is a great gift (laughs) because it will keep you warm all winter. (laughs) I mean, great. If you register for lumber, happy to buy it for you. (laughs) I think for this wedding question, though. Open them up, cash them in. No problem. And I think it's actually super nice if in your thank you note that you will be writing promptly that you indicate, if it was a gift card, what you bought with the gift card. So be like, hey, thank you so much for the Williams-Sonoma gift card. We are now the proud owner of a KitchenAid mixer in red, which is our favorite color. And we cannot wait to have you over and show you the brownies that we're currently perfecting. Like whatever it is. But I think telling them how you use their gift card, uh, I think would be very nice. So that would be my suggestion. But unless you think your wedding is not happening for some reason, unless you think that you might be calling it off and you got to return all these gifts, I think you can use them. I love how you were like, this is so clear cut. And I'm like, no, I'm going to wait until the day. (laughs) Well, a lot of people, I think, might do that. But then the problem is, are you writing thank you cards that are generic? Thank you for the gift. Like, I don't want that thank you card. No, but that would that would then write it after the wedding. Oh, so now you're going to be waiting upwards of six months to write me a thank you note? Why did I get the gift six months early? I mean, I would send a gift six months early, sure. If you send me a wedding invitation, I'm free to buy you a gift at that moment at any point up to the wedding. No problem. So I could do that. I would send it early. Sure. Okay. So don't make me wait for a thank you note. But what if people like to open their wedding presents on their wedding and then write a thank you note? I don't think that that is egregious. I think it's egregious because there's no way to send prompt thank you notes if that's what you're doing. What if I'm just throwing things out now. I just didn't know that people were getting wedding presents. In my mind, this was like two or three days. Oh, no, no. This could be months. Okay. See, I have to rethink because that wasn't in. Yeah, because very often people send out the invitations. And as part of that is like, oh, here's our registry details. 
And so we've already, you know, indicated how the gift thing is going down as part of the initial we're getting married uh, announcement. Okay, so in this way that it's often done. New world that I'm walking into. Right. Where a gift could come that early. Yes. Then I think, yes, open, have at it. Okay, thank you. And then just so you know, I've always written a specific thank you note with what I got with a gift card. Yes, and just in case we're not clear on this topic, thank you notes require specificity about what was given. Like you can never refer to it as the gift. Like you got to be specific. Got to call it out. I think sometimes so, I've written the gift when it was cash. Uh, I would refer to cash as generosity. I always say thank you for your generous gift. Okay. <laughs> I just, right. I hate to write, thanks for that cold, hard money. <laughs> <laughs> Making it rain. I just never in my mind would think of, you know, but now I understand this whole other world where people plan in advance. Then yeah, have at it. Well, we've all grown. So these were fun questions. These were great. And provocative. I feel like there's a lot of different ways we could have come down on all of these. So I imagine our audience might have some additional thoughts for us that they want to send us. Yeah. I love seeing things from a different angle. Yes. So if you have seen any of these things from a different angle, let us know. And also let us know if you have any questions for us. We would love to think about them from lots of angles. That would be so fantastic. Send them to us through our website, wereyourraisedbywolves.com. Or you can email us or you can text us or leave us a voicemail, 267-CALL-RBW. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So, Leah... What show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. <laughs> okay. You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm -hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.